0: Every year I know we gonna go hard. we been that team ever since Bart Starr All my cheese heads go pack go. Ain't show sure with no mercy cutting no slack no. I ain't a bad sport in the Alright, Good evening. I am Wags with Lombardi's Legends, and with me, as always, is Dane. On a Thursday evening, we Whoa. are recording tonight. Dane, it's been quite a few days here as we prepare for week nine. Against the Kansas City Chiefs. How are you feeling, man?
1: Well, Wags, I thought that this was going to be a mini buy. I thought we were going to just be chilling. Uh, all of a sudden, um, you know, we, we've got a little bit of, uh, uh a little, a little bit of a curveball coming in here. Obviously, I think everybody's heard this one already. Aaron, if you're listening to this podcast, you know, Aaron Rodgers is not going to be playing football. Uh, this Sunday he's on the COVID list. Uh, listen, I, I don't want to speak for you, Wags. Um, but I'll tell you what, everybody else seems to be talking and having opinions on the Aaron Rodgers situation. Um, I have a lot of opinions on the Jordan Love situation on Sunday. Um, so I, I'm looking to stick to football tonight unless you have any uh, big reservations on that.
0: I think we're in agreement. This podcast has always just tried to focus on the team. And, um, you know, all through the quote unquote drama of this summer, we just had guys on that we were excited to interview we talked about the team, what they were looking like after the draft and after OTAs. And uh, you know what? This one game. And uh, so uh, everybody's got an opinion on, on our starting quarterback right now. It seems like it goes pretty high and low. But uh, we, uh, you know what? Let's just talk football. I couldn't yep. agree more, Dane. Uh, that's what I think most people come here for. So, um, yeah, I think let's just start. I, it's listen. Leading right into that, we've got Jordan Love making his first NFL start here. Exciting. Going to Kansas City. And I, I realize the Chiefs have had their struggles this year, but you look at the adversity that this team had to overcome last game going to Arizona. Mm-hmm. And I think this is not the same thing, but there's more adversity. Uh, and, uh, spotlight comes right onto Jordan Love and, I don't know about you, Dame, but I think myself and a lot of other Packer fans are actually really excited to see what Jordan Love can do. Uh, it's a heck of an opportunity for him. I don't think there's a lot of pressure. This is on paper, not really a game that the Packers are expected to win. Uh, but I like our chances. We've got some guys coming back, and
1: uh, I think uh, Jordan's going to be ready to go. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm pretty hyped about this whole thing. I, um, it's it's easy when you're seven and one. Uh, if 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 we were uh, three and four, I'd be a little frustrated right now um I'm frustrated but i I'll tell you what I'm excited to see what Jordan Love can do um by all appearances this team is doing exactly what I expect this team to do all year it's been a next man up team and and it seems like this week is, is certainly no different. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett, Packers offensive coordinator, um, you know, he I think he shares in the excitement a little bit. I, I was reading some quotes today, and he's like, "Listen, it's going to be fun to see uh, the next guy up." And uh, he said he was excited if Rodgers was going to play, but it's an opportunity for Jordan Love uh matt Lafleur said they're gonna rally around him uh luke Getze, the packers quarterback coach um said it's um you know paraphrasing i think he sounded pretty excited too so i think this is a team that kind of thrives a little bit on you know our backs are against the wall and what i'm excited about and what's noticeable to me wags as a lifelong packer fan it seems like in years past when aaron Rodgers wasn't able to go there was a huge uh uh-oh moment like the team kind of was like well that's that's it that's kind of the year that is not the vibe I'm getting out of Green Bay this week. The vibe out of Green Bay is like, okay, Jordan, you're going to sling, we're going to pick you up, and we're going to go make some plays. Now, it remains to be seen what happens on Sunday, but I just love the energy of this team. It seems like they've really got each other's backs this year, and it's really um, a highlight of what Matt LaFleur, the culture that he's brought to this team. So um, who knows what happens on Sunday, but I, man, I am eager. To see what Jordan can do, uh, against a very, very good Kansas City football team.
0: Yeah. Uh, defensively, the Chiefs just to dive into it. Obviously, they've had, uh, real struggles, especially in the passing game. Uh, so from that perspective, it looks like Jordan's going to have for sure Alan Lazard for sure. Um, well, I shouldn't say for sure. It's looking like Devontae Adams is, is more than likely going to play. He was back today. They didn't. Confirm that he's definitely going but you, you listen to coach Lafleur in the press mm-hmm. conference He's was more optimistic than he normally would be He's usually pretty guarded about those things So I think everything points to Devonte being ready to go and I'll tell you what MBS is practicing this week And uh, he has a really good opportunity not for sure, but I would say he's uh, probably the least likely out of those three guys uh, producer Dozer, my chocolate lab, might disagree, uh, but uh, MVS could be active this week, too. So we're talking about last week we were without our top three wide receivers. This week, Jordan Love could have his full complement. You know, obviously, Bob Tonian had the season-ending injury last week. But that being said, he should have everybody, uh, for the most part, that we need ready to go this week and, um, and we're going into a, a Kansas City, uh, team, uh, defensively that has struggled to slow down the pass game. So from that perspective, it's going to be hard to match Kansas City point for point. We'll talk about their offense in a little bit, mm-hmm. but Jordan, I think is, uh, set up to have some success. He got a lot of reps with the first team offense all off season. Um, and, uh, yeah, you've got to give a lot of credit, I think, to this coaching staff and his teammates. Um, Aaron Jones, I don't know if everybody remembers, but I believe Aaron Jones and Kenny Clark, when Rogers skipped minicamp, Aaron Jones and Kenny Clark were the t- were the two players that went and, and stood in front of the media. And I'll tell you what, uh, both of them do a fantastic job. I think Aaron Jones should get another paycheck as like the Packer, um, you know, uh, the, uh, press secretary or something because he, he's just like, I don't know. I, he, he, he's phenomenal, um, for what he's doing. And, and I think Jordan, let's not forget, he's been teammates with these guys a couple years. He's friends with a lot of these guys. You know, they're going to go to war for, for Jordan. I think everyone on that team in the locker room wants to do everything to support Jordan and, Help him put his best foot forward so that he can prove that he has what it takes to be successful in this league. So uh, from that perspective, I completely agree. I think um, the team is ready to rally around him. More from a practical standpoint, Dane, what do you think the offensive staff is doing schematically and from a game plan perspective to put Jordan in a position to be successful? Just going back from the somewhat limited uh viewpoint we've had in mm-hmm. watching him play in some preseason games and it's preseason so there's not a lot you can take from that. but what do you think they're going to be trying to do uh offensively to put him in a position to be comfortable, to be able to execute and to be successful on Sunday?
1: I mean the thing is uh, watching Jordan in the preseason he did some things well. He did some things, you know, you'd like to have back. Um, We're going to get a guy who's going to look like a young quarterback, but he's not afraid to take chances. There's no doubt about that if he plays like he did in preseason. I think, like, my hope is that he comes into this game and he's not tight and he's out there and he's loose and he's letting it sling a little bit. He showed he's got the NFL arm. There's no doubt about that. I saw how strong his arm was in the preseason. He can make the throws. His accuracy can be a little off at times. Um, but the worst thing that can happen, I think, is a young quarterback gets his chance. He gets out there and then he's playing a little bit, um, a little bit, um, tight. Uh, I don't want that. I want to see him go make a couple mistakes, Jordan. I don't care about that. We've got a good team around you. I think we can win this football game. So go make a mistake or two. Act like you're a young quarterback. Try to make good decisions, but trust your arm. So that's really what I'd like to see the Packers do. Obviously, a run game is going to help like crazy. It helps every quarterback, but especially in a week like this. Uh, if we can get a nice week out of Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, uh we're able to get the run game going a little bit that's going to take a heck of a lot of pressure off of Jordan Love uh to to maybe make some of the easier throws what we don't want to do is we don't want to get down a couple scores and now you're asking this young guy to sit back there and 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 you know really have to to lead this team back uh that's not going to be successful additionally wags you never want to talk about injuries but Kurt Bankert's also on the COVID list right now in addition to Aaron Rodgers so we signed Blake Bortles off the street um, what, he was golfing. He's on the sixth hole. Got a call. Hey, you're coming to Green Bay. We need you this week. Um, uh, so I don't know if the Packers really want to expose Jordan Love all that much to the deep dropbacks, right? I think re- realistically, they want to make sure that they can, they can uh, give him protection, maybe keep that extra tight end in, like we've seen with David Bakhtiari out, especially when Elton Jenkins is out. Um, shorter passes. Um, you know, quick reads, three-step drops. Don't make them think too much out there. Uh, let them just kind of uh, settle in and be comfortable. Get the run game going. If you're able to do that, uh, most weeks you're going to be successful. But again, especially against this Kansas City team with a high-powered offense, um, let Jordan Love settle in a little bit. Hopefully, the defense takes a little pressure off of him early on. Uh, get the run game going. Stay patient with the run game. I'm going to like what we can do from there. Um, but you know, I just want to see Jordan make those easy throws, and I expect and I'm curious your take here um do you think early on um lefleur gives love a chance to throw a couple balls early a couple short passes uh you know three four yards Devonte's back see if Devonte can make a play early on just to get him into the flow of the game
0: absolutely i wouldn't be surprised if they take a shot deep early on mm, that's um, good yeah you know so what if he, incom- he has an incompletion let him take a shot sometimes that can get some of the nervous like energy that. out sling it deep. And, I mean, if you hit, are the Chiefs expecting that? I mean, that really can get the ball rolling. So, (laughs) uh, I, I, you know, we'll see what they do from a a play-calling perspective. But, yeah, I agree. I think they're going to try to get them in rhythm. In a way, the abbreviated offensive game plan from the Cardinals game could be very similar this week, although I think we'll actually have a more expansive playbook because we've had more time to prepare – We've got more of our main mm-hmm. wide receivers out there. We really have to scale things back against the Cardinals because we had guys out there that have never had reps with the number one offense. Um And another thing I'm really looking at, Dane, is I think Jordan Love, from what we've seen, has proven that they can move the ball down the field. One of the things that they struggled with with him in the preseason was red zone offense. That's going to be a real key this week. Uh, this is a Chiefs team that we got to get touchdowns whenever we can mm-hmm. uh, and to, to keep pace. And so, um, I, I would like to see us maybe learn a little bit from our red zone offense of, uh, deficiencies last week and let's run the ball a little bit. The Chiefs have given up 10 touchdowns on the ground this year, third most in the league. And so when you get down in the red zone, you can get in into the end zone by running the ball. And I think. Uh, the Packers have to be comfortable not getting overly creative. Let's try to uh, punch it in on the ground. If that doesn't work, yeah, we can try some play action or misdirection um, and, and give Jordan some other looks. But I really want to see us uh, take control of the um, a game on the ground first. And then when we're in the red zone, mm-hmm. let's let A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones cook. And let's see mm-hmm. what they can do. Uh, to take some of the pressure off of Jordan Love uh, and potentially be able to just punch it in right on the ground. So um, I I completely agree with your thought and your your game plan process. Do you think, Dane, that they need to adjust any of their pass protections? This is a Chiefs team that, to this point in the season, has the least sacks of any team in the NFL on the defensive side of the ball. They've only sacked the quarterback ten times this year. That said, sometimes when you've got a young quarterback, someone making your first start, what you don't want to let happen is for this Kansas City defense to be able to start getting pressures on him and he starts to get a little bit uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'll be curious. What do you think that they do? Do they, uh, do they have Aaron or AJ Dillon, uh, Aaron Jones, I mean, or AJ Dillon? stay in and, and provide a little bit more chip or protection, at least early on, uh to allow Jordan to get comfortable, or or do you think they just let it go and maybe Jordan can can move things around with his legs a little bit more than Aaron Rodgers is able to at this point in his career? It's a good question. It's a really good question.
1: I I, I wouldn't be totally surprised if early on, um, you know, they're keeping a guy in um, just, just to kind of feel out the, 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 the process and kind of the flow uh, of this game and then open it up. I think the Packers are probably going to give the Chiefs a heck of a lot of different looks, um, this week, a lot of different formations. I, um, LaFleur, you mentioned the, the Cardinals game. I, 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 wouldn't be surprised if yet again, I, I think this coaching staff looks at this as a exciting challenge, uh, overall, um, kind of show off some of the things that they can do as well. Um, the good thing is Jordan's been, in the offense right it's not like he's a rookie right now this is his second year um it sounds like he's had really strong command of the huddle this week according to his teammates um so i think the packers can give a lot of different looks they like you know dominic daphne's back it's super helpful to have guys like him and deguara out there able to um, you don't really know what you're going to get when they're in the huddle uh, maybe throw some some curveballs at the Chiefs so um, I'm not sure what they're going to end up doing uh, especially Robert Tunyon uh, now being out for the season how does that impact this offense is Mercedes Lewis going to be going out for more routes I don't know um, maybe a little bit more compact early on and then spreading it out um, once they, they feel a little bit more comfortable but I will say that on the surface Wags I feel pretty confident in our front five against their front four. I think that we can k- get the job done against them. And um, maybe that's the challenge of the week is the the coaching staff pulling this offensive line and then saying, listen, you've got a young quarterback here. We're going to trust you to keep him upright and we're going to go get a win this Sunday. So, um, it's- you know, it wouldn't, I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past this coaching staff. Would you? I think that they think they have a lot of professionals on this team. And I think they're right. Absolutely. In a way, uh, it's not an
0: ideal circumstance, but in a way, the last couple of weeks really sharpens the focus of everyone in that locker room. They understand mm-hmm. that they don't have a lot of margin for error. And so going on the road against good opponents, you always like to think they're going to have our full attention anyway. And, and they do. Uh, these yeah. guys are all professionals. That said, you've got ebbs and flows from week to week. And sometimes when you're just in the middle of the season, you're looking for any edge you can get. And I think these last two weeks, uh, as crazy as it sounds, it gives the whole team a rallying point and that extra edge. Uh, and that doesn't mean they're going to definitely go out there and win on Sunday. Mm-hmm. But I do expect them to be ready to go uh, from a mental standpoint. And so I think that's that's job 1A, right? Speaking of the offensive line, Dan, uh, Coach LaFleur has said they do know what David Bakhtiari's status is going to be for this week. What is your play on that? Is he playing or have they already decided that he's resting one more game or two more games?
1: I think he's sitting out at one more game. I don't think he's playing this week. Um, I think he's very, very, very close. Um, something just tells me he'll be back at home against Seattle. Seems more likely. Than against the Chiefs this week but who knows I mean if they think he's ready to go he's going to be ready to go Uh, they, they I don't think that they're holding him out if they really think he's ready but I think the Packers are being a little coy um, with, with, with Bach and with good reason. It's kind of fun to play this game. They don't know who's, who he's going to be up against, but Wags, well, I just see a scenario where Bach is, uh, suiting up and ready to go at home at Lambeau Field a Sunday from now. I just, I don't think it's going to be happening against the Chiefs this week, but what do I know? I mean, he, he's, you know, he's, he's out there. He's practicing a little bit. Um, but I just, it doesn't seem like he's getting the run with the five and, um, quite yet as much. And I think we're probably still a, about a week away before we get to see David Bakhtiari back.
0: Yeah, and you're probably right. And I'm sure they've had sort of a plan all yeah, along. I, so too. I, I don't think this was something that they were coming into and saying we're going to take this week by week and just see how he feels. And I'm, I'm sure they kind of had, had a plan uh, for ramping him back up. That being said, if there was a chance he was going to play this week, wouldn't they say the opposite? I mean... Honestly, it's it's sort of like you don't know for sure if he's if he's not going to play. If if I don't know, maybe I'm overthinking it. But um, I guess Coach Lafleur has me all all kind (laughs) of uh you know wrapped around his finger too, as far as his coy uh direction is concerned. (laughs) We'll see. I'd love to see him out there. Frankly, I mean, it's it's at this point he's had. Two and a half weeks of practice, basically. And if he's healthy and he's ready to go and he's ramped up, let's get him out there. Um But, as I said, I'm sure they've had a plan from the start. Um, so we'll see if we'll he's see. out there. I'd love to see it. I'd love to see it, though, for sure. Um Dane, this is another sort of hypothetical that I've got for you. If Devontae is ready to go, which it seems like they think he's ramping in that direction... Mm-hmm. How do you think he's going to look? I mean, we don't know, but he's, he's been off the field for 10 days now, missed a game, obviously, missed a couple of practices already this week, um, was out there today, but, uh, not a lot of time to sync up to new QB1. So, um, but, you know, Devontae's Devontae. I'm not concerned about him. That said, what, what do you think we can expect from, from Devontae after missing a game and, and being out with COVID?
1: You know, here's the thing. Um, totally valid question, I, I think. Uh, on You know, what can we expect from Devontae Adams? I I will look at it a little bit through a lens of what we've seen from Devontae in the past, which is, I mean, the guy looked all world with Brett Hundley as quarterback a couple of years ago. No knock on Brett, but I mean, let's be real. Um, I think Jordan loves a better quarterback than Brett Hundley was, even, you know, in year two here than Hundley was in year four or five. Um, the Being off a couple weeks, maybe shaking a couple cobwebs off early, but it's not like he's been gone for a month, month and a half dealing with an injury. Uh, he was sick. Uh, by all appearances, he feels fine. Uh, by all appearances, he's back at it. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, if Devontae was feeling okay dur- during the, the time he was working out the whole time. I think he's going to be ready to go, uh, firing on all cylinders. I really do. A uh, Timing might be an issue a little bit, uh, but would not be surprised to see Devontae Adams have a really nice day, um, especially as we mentioned at the top of this podcast. I think this offense, they're going to manufacture ways to get the ball in Devontae's hands early uh, to, um, you know, an easy throw for Jordan Love and let Devontae Adams be Devontae Adams make these defenders miss a little bit. To, you know, He is the great equalizer for a young quarterback, I think. Devontae Adams can make plays out of just about nothing. So I expect not only for, for Jordan early on, but also for Devontae early on, they're going to find ways to get that ball in his hands, get him settled in early on, and then we're going to be off for the races. I don't really have major concerns, though, about Devontae this week after a 10-day layoff.
0: For sure. And Dane, this might be kind of A strange question but speaking of the rest of the wide receivers then we've got Jordan's been basically taking all of the reps in season on the scout team and I'm not suggesting that they're going to give some of these other wide receivers reps just because of that but is there a chance that the chemistry that he's built up with guys that have been on the scout team maybe Amari Rogers if he's out there for Mm. getting some snaps Could that get him going for a a little bit more opportunity this week? Uh, There's nothing to suggest based on what we've seen so far from Amari, and I think he's going to be a phenomenal receiver, just isn't quite ready uh, yet from what we've seen. But could some of that connection and chemistry that those two guys have had on the scout team carry over to the field this week as well?
1: That's a good point. I mean, heck, remember when Rodgers first came in as a starter? I mean, there's a guy named Ruvel Martin, who's a practice squad guy who ended up getting some real snaps for the Packers early in, in Aaron's career. And a lot of it was because he was lighting the world on fire on the practice uh, field with with Aaron. So it's not without, um, without some kind of precedence that that's happened in Green Bay. Um, I think the best guys out on the field are going to be out there uh, this week. Um, but um, who knows? Maybe Juan Winfrey gets called up again this week. You know, you, there, they, there could be a scenario where they, they call up a guy like that. Even somebody like a Malik Taylor, who I know is on that uh, active roster, had a really nice preseason, was a guy that Jordan Love loved throwing to in the preseason. He would actually be probably the guy, Wags, that I would circle um, if, if we're going to see a sneaky wide receiver pop up and make a couple catches uh, just because Jordan had a really good rapport, I thought, with Malik in the preseason. So it wouldn't be completely out of uh, the question that, um, you know, less Randall Cobb, for whatever reason, or Alan Lazard, for whatever reason, uh, I think Devontae eats no matter who's the quarterback. But then it's like, oh, look at Malik Taylor has a couple catches today. It wouldn't be totally shocking if Jordan's going to be the one back there.
0: For sure. And I'm not suggesting that the coaching staff will adjust the snap counts for those sure. guys based on that. But they've all gotten out on the field for at least some offensive snaps. Uh, and so it's it's within reason to think, that they could get involved when they may not have otherwise. So uh, it, just something to keep an eye out for. Sometimes those are things that the opposing defenses can't really plan for. And mm-hmm. so it is interesting. You can take advantage of it if you have an opportunity
1: to do that. Wags, I got a question for you. Um, you know, we're talking a lot about the receivers. We're talking, you know, about Jordan's arm. His, his legs. I think he can move a little bit. He, he, he seems like he's a guy who can take advantage of you. He, you know, he might not be Lamar Jackson. Um, but he's a guy who can use his legs. Do you think the Packers are going to be encouraging him to run? I mean, I mentioned we got Blake Bortles behind the guy right now and Blake just came off the golf course, but, um, you know, do, do you see a scenario where they're saying, Hey, Jordan, go get some with your legs if you need to. Let's get a win.
0: I don't think they're telling him that. I don't think they'll stop him from doing that. But right now, I think, no disrespect to Blake Bortles, I think the Packers coaching staff is saying you've got to do everything you can to stay out on that field. Yeah. Um, so don't start taking unnecessary risks to expose yourself um, out in the open field if you can help it. I, I trust Jordan Love. He's a good athlete. So if he's got green in front of him, he'll be able to run. Right. But, but slide – uh we don't need we don't need him taking shots <laughs> <Let's> um, slide <laughs> yeah uh, i guess my my advice is uh just to slide um when you look at this chiefs defense yeah. um you know they they've had a really hard time uh you know matching up all over the field and i think they're going to have that secondary for the chiefs uh, has really struggled so they're going to have uh, to put their full attention uh, on the pass catchers for the Packers. Uh, so from that perspective, if if the Packers uh, are able to stretch the field a little bit early in the game and even in the first half, um so I think there could be some running lanes that open up. Uh If that really opens up the, the playbook, we're able to run some deeper routes throughout the game, uh, and that's going to have guys turning and running deeper. Um, mm-hmm. So Good. when that happens, that could – provide some more room for Jordan Love to run. If they're dinking and dunking the whole game and he's not able to stretch the field at all, I don't really see um it being real likely that he's going to have a lot of opportunities to run. Uh, but we'll see. Um, You know, I think he'll be opportunistic, but I really doubt, given the quarterback depth and situation that the Packers are in this week, that they're going to be doing a lot of um plays that are going to expose Jordan R- Love Uh, On the edges, or or telling him to run whenever he can. Um, Dane, go ahead. Yeah,
1: I've got a question for you. Just looking at this Chiefs depth chart a little bit, Um, I see Frank Clark on one edge. Uh, I see Chris Jones on the other. I believe they just went ahead and got uh, Melvin Ingram um, from the Steelers just a bit ago here. any of these guys scaring you? Who should we be scared of as Packers fans this week? I mean, obviously, we, we know what we're up against uh, on the offensive side. We'll talk about that in a second. But anybody on the defense I should be circling uh at this stage in their careers? I I don't think so.
0: I mean, Frank Clark's been a productive player in this league. Uh He's not been very productive so far this season.
1: Yeah.
0: I, I'm not sure if that's a decline due to you know, age or, or, you know, health or what might be going on, um, if it's just the struggles of the defense for the Chiefs uh, overall. He's only got one sack so far this year. Uh, obviously, though, he's he's proven that he can get to the quarterback over the course of his career. Um, and that's why I'm interested to see what the Packers do in their protections this week. Uh, the way that this offensive line is played, let's just put it this way. The... Pass rushers we've faced over the last four to five weeks on every team are a lot scarier to me than anything the Chiefs are running out there this week. Uh, can they get pressures? Sure. Um, Jordan's going to have to make his reads and and definitely get rid of the football. Uh, you can't sit back there all day uh, against any defense. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's going to be incumbent on the communication to be on point so that you know the receivers. Uh, he's able to, to be in sync on the routes that they're running and he can deliver the football. Uh, so it's not all about just how long can the offensive line hold their blocks. It's, it's the entire operation. Um, so from that perspective, with a new quarterback, it's a really good question. You just never know if everything's going to be in sync or not. And if there's times when they're not completely in sync, this Chiefs defense, um, I mean, Steve Bagnola is, Given Aaron Rodgers a lot of trouble, yeah. uh, in, in devising game plans throughout his career and some of the matchup they've had uh, against his defenses. So struggling or not, can they draw up some things to, to give Aaron, uh, Jordan Love and this Packers offense some problems? Absolutely. Uh, so you don't want to take anybody for granted, but. To answer your question in a long-winded way, no, I, there's no one that really truly scares me individually. It's, it's really more about schematically what are they able to do against us.
1: And one thing I, I think that we'll see in young quarterbacks, I noticed a little bit in Love in the limited amount of time we saw him in preseason. I re- remember folks uh, that are listening, Jordan didn't play one of the preseason games because of injury. So, um, you know, he does hold on to the ball a little bit. Uh, young quarterbacks tend to do that, try to make a play. Uh, I noticed that uh, some of the times where they drove down the field in the preseason and then there was a little bit of a breakdown in the red zone. Uh, it was oftentimes Jordan kind of held on to the ball just a clutch too long and the defender was able to get there, force an incompletion, force a quarterback hit. So all the more reason I think this Packer offensive coaching staff are going to be um, really, really mindful to make sure they're calling those types of plays to get the ball out of Jordan's hand. Um, otherwise, you know, we might be a recipe for a little bit of challenge. So just something to keep an eye on. Get the ball out of Jordan's hands
0: For sure. And uh, Lee, I think you made a really good point here, how crowd noise could affect mm. this offense and, and the cadence. Uh, it's a new cadence with Jordan behind center. Uh, so the offensive line, uh, will have to be in sync. And could that give the defense for Kansas City an opportunity to get a nice jump if, if, if the offensive linemen are not completely, uh, able to hear the cadence or if they're just not quite used to what Jordan loves cadence is, especially in that environment in Kansas City. Um, so I think that's a great point and definitely something to keep an eye on as well.
1: Yeah, and uh, just folks that are uh, listening to our podcast on iTunes or Spotify, wherever you get your podcast, we are recording live. So Lee86, uh, watching us live on our Facebook stream right now. We're also streaming uh, every Thursday, 7.30 p.m. Central Time on Twitter and YouTube. And then, of course, you find our podcast, uh, full podcast on Spotify and uh, iTunes and wherever you get your podcast, really, pretty much. So thanks, Lee86, for watching us live tonight on a Thursday night. Absolutely. Uh,
0: and I, it's exactly on our YouTube channel. So, um, And, Dane, I, I think one last thing just to kind of think about um, as we uh, wrap up our discussion of this offense, turnovers. You can never predict when they're going to happen. Um, obviously, the Chiefs do have a couple of ball hawks. Uh, I will say that in the back end of their secondary. Um, Tyrone Mathau uh, is a guy that's always – been someone that can get his hands on the football, um, and uh, I think they're going to try to be opportunistic. So, uh, is you know, it's easy to say, well, we just have to protect the football. Um, one of the things that I would really like to make sure to keep an eye on this week is fumbles. Uh, interceptions can just sort of happen sometimes. Um, Aaron Rodgers is great at not allowing them to happen, but our ball security last week. I thought we were really fortunate with some of the fumbles and bounces uh, in the last two weeks, actually. Uh, so I, I we're really going to have to be all over that this week, and let's make sure at every position uh, that we're not uh, being loose with the football uh, and giving Kansas City an opportunity to swipe it and uh, giving their offense a really good field position. So uh, that's going to be something that could really – really tilt things one way or another
1: if if the Packers are not able to take care of the football. Wags, I got nothing else on this offense. I'm just ready to watch Jordan Love play some football on Sunday.
0: All right. Well, before we go over to the defensive side of the ball and taking a look at the Chiefs offense, uh, let's take a moment to talk about our sponsor, DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports writing partner of the NFL. Um, They have you covered. If you're a new customer with DraftKings and you use our promo code TPPM, uh, you can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game. And if they do win, you win $200 in free bets. Um So, folks, uh, if you have or have not been listening along, uh, Dane's wife, Andrea, has taken advantage of the DraftKings' offers this season. And um, she's a ringer for Daily Fantasy. So, Dane, I keep asking, I don't know, has she tilted her hand and given us anything over what she's doing for her Daily Fantasy lineup? coming into this week.
1: She is on the Jordan Love train. Uh, She will be starting Jordan Love this week. We as a family have decided our fantasy, um, we're putting in our our Packer fandom, our fantasy fandom, into J-Love. We're all in on Jordan Love at quarterback this week for the Packers and also for our fantasy football teams. I hope it works out for all of us involved. And uh, Just a huge thanks to DraftKings. She did not have the app. Download the app with this awesome, uh, awesome deal. She used the promo code TPPN, put some money in, is winning ever since. So it's been a really great promotion. Uh, but Wags, that's all I got out of her this week. She said, You know what? I'm going to Jordan. I'm sure she probably thinks Jordan loves a great value. He
0: probably doesn't cost much for the daily fantasy lineup, too. So. Um, folks, there you have it. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Just bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win with promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only, minimum $5 deposit, $1 wager required, one per customer, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. So okay, Dan, let's move over to the defensive side of the ball. And struggles are no. This is still an extremely dangerous Kansas City offense uh, led by Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. And I know these guys are not having their best season, Uh, but it's sort of like don't poke a uh, a sleeping bear here. Um, So let's not kid ourselves. We're going to have our hands full this week. I think this squad is going to have our defenses full attention, And even at that, they're going to be tough to slow down. So um, keys for you is in terms of what we need to do to try to limit or at least get a few stops against this Kansas City
1: offense. Um, Be opportunistic. Patrick Mahomes has been turning the ball over like crazy. Um, So squeeze the ball. He's going to give you a shot. Um, he, you know, I think for the first number of years, he has made, he's been a magician back there. It's made some incredible plays. Sometimes that kind of stuff catches up to guys. And right now, at least for this, this moment in time, it seems to be catching up to him. So. Um, I think that the deal here is to get some pressure against Patrick, make him run around a little bit and throw that ball the way he's been throwing it. And you know there's a there's a chance he's putting it right into DB's chest right into their hands. I don't know how else to put it. He just doesn't quite look like the Patrick Mahomes of the last couple of years. He looks a little bit more out of sorts. Um, he's got a lot of the same talent out there, but they don't really have a strong running game um, that that you know that can take some of the pressure off of him. Uh, at least the, as strong as they they like to have in the past, and I think that Mahomes feels a lot of pressure um, to you know um, put this team on his shoulders. He tries to make a lot out of situations that a lot of quarterbacks. Uh, would probably just, you know, throw the ball away and live to, to see another day. So I want the Packers to get after Mahomes as much as we can. And, uh, and really it's going to be squeezing the ball. If you give him second chances, you drop that interception potential. Um, that's where he's going to kill you, but I really believe Wags, he might give us one, two, three chances to get that ball and, uh, and, um, you know, for us to get some short fields for Jordan Love in this offense.
0: For sure. And uh, that's something that again, we talked about protecting the ball offensively you can't predict interceptions but to your point uh, Mahomes has thrown 10 of them already this year very uncharacteristic yeah uh, their offensive line they've brought in some new guys but seems like they're still trying to figure out how to gel uh, they've given up 16 sacks which is quite a few Uh it's definitely not in the top five most given up in the league part of that is that Mahomes just is a magician and getting rid of the football. So even when he's under pressure and going down, a lot of times he finds a way to throw the ball away or even complete passes. So uh one of the other things that we're really going to need to do is let's set the tone. I thought the defensive line and our edge rushers did a phenomenal job last week against Arizona of setting the tone at the line of scrimmage with their physicality. And if we are able to do that, um, I think that could... Make a big difference in, in keeping them in check, especially early in the game. What we don't want to have happen is the floodgates open up and this allow this chief's offense to score a few touchdowns right away in the first half. Mm-hmm. Um, they've shown that they can come back from behind even when they get off to slow starts. So the last thing you want to do is allow them to put a bunch of points on the board right off the bat. Um, Dane, I think Tyreek Hill poses a little bit of a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, just in terms of his speed uh and his breakaway ability, I'm a little bit concerned about who we match up against uh Tyree Kill with. I I think it's gonna be really interesting what they want to do. If Kevin King's uh by all accounts looks like he's gonna be ready to go this week, that's a bad mismatch for Kevin mm-hmm. King coming off an injury. Um I think you know it'll be interesting. Eric Stokes might have the best speed to match up with Tyreek Hill, but I'm a little bit concerned, uh, that he has had a few breakdowns, uh, where he's getting beat over the top. So I asked you, Dane, is, 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 we don't see a lot of schemes driven up to try to double one player on the opposing offense. Uh, so that's, that's something we don't see very often. But do you think this is a week that, uh, the Packers try to, you know, bring over uh, more help uh, against a guy like Ty- Tyree Hill and uh, just acknowledge that we can't just line up against this guy one-on-one?
1: I, I think you have to, and then you live with uh, whatever uh, Travis Kelsey does to you. Uh, Packers have been a little better defending the tight end in recent weeks, I think in no, no small part. Uh, due to, uh, Devondre Campbell being, you know, playing at such a crazy high level. And
0: congrats to Devondre for the Defensive Player of the Month, by the way. Awesome. Uh, sorry to interrupt, but no, that's, awesome. a, that's, that's a great accomplishment. Yeah. Well it's awesome. It, our, our, we have
1: an inside linebacker in Green Bay that just got Defensive Player of the Month. I mean, that's incredible. Yeah. So, so kudos to Devondre. Um, but I think you're right. I think, um, we, we do everything we can to take away Tyreek Hill, especially that top speed over the top. Uh, we don't let him beat us uh, over the top. Um, and then we live with whatever, um, whatever Travis Kelsey does. And I think part of the reason you do that, Wags, if you're taking away the huge play from Kansas City, um, I can't believe I'm saying this, but it gives Patrick Mahomes more options to give the ball back to the Packers. And I'm just saying it because that's what he's been doing all year. He has 10 turnovers, 10 interceptions. So um, I think the more that you can limit the big play and make Mahomes drive down the field, the better chances the Packers have to maybe get a mistake play out of Mahomes. Um, so I'm 100% with you. I think Savage is going to be playing over the top. Amos might be playing over the top at different times. They're going to give him a lot of different looks. I wouldn't look past Rasul Douglas. Also getting some looks on Tyreek Hill, because I agree. Um, one of the things that Stokes has had a lot of problems with is um, tracking the ball in the air in his young career. Razul Douglas seems to be a little bit more adept at doing that. And if you're giving Douglas a little bit of help over the top, um, I like our chances on that. I really do. Um, he's going to get some, but uh, I don't want to see the big, huge touchdown play. Easier said than done. But I think the Packers are going to scheme for that, and they're going to bring a lot of pressure this week against Mahomes. I think this is going to be a week where Barry and this defensive staff is going to be incredibly aggressive and trying to get home to Mahomes, trying to get uh, hits on this quarterback, and forcing him into uh, uncomfortable positions, because all year, when teams have been able to do that, Mahomes has made mistakes.
0: Yeah, and I mean, outside of Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, they've got other guys that can catch Mm -hmm. the football, don't get me wrong. But consistency just hasn't been there. It's, it's pretty similar to the Packers, actually, uh, where you've got Devontae Adams uh, and then just everyone else. Yeah. And they can contribute, but it's not necessarily the same guys week after week. Um, so, you know, you look at, at someone like McCole Hardman, uh, Demarcus Robinson. Uh, those are guys that, you know, they might make some plays, but I'm going to take my chances uh, with whoever lines up against them. Uh, and definitely, uh, you might get a little bit more too high um, and uh, try to uh, shift some guys over to whatever side Tyreek Hill's lined up on. Um, and you said it. I think Devondre Campbell's done a phenomenal job. Actually, um, our our coverage of tight ends has been better than it's been in years. Yeah. Um, so Travis Kelsey's good enough that he's going to give Devondre Campbell all he can handle. I, I don't care how well he's been playing. Uh, but I think Campbell can win some of those uh, matchups. Uh, it's not a situation where I'm like, oh, geez, Kelsey's just going to get a catch whenever he wants it. I, right. I, I definitely think that uh, uh, Campbell can hold his own and and, and win a couple of those uh, one-on-ones as well. So um, you're absolutely right. Uh, this Chiefs offense also has not been super effective running the ball. Um, right. Clyde Edwards-Alaire looks like he's still going to be out this week. He's on, still on the IR. And so they've had um some guys come in and, and you're really you're looking at uh Darrell Williams. Um uh Derek Gore came up uh, I believe off the Chiefs practice squad last week and contributed and and uh scored a touchdown and and I think got like fifty yards rushing. So he seems to be carving out a little bit of a role for himself based on his production last week. Uh but the way that the Packers have been playing against the run. Um, i have a lot of confidence that our front seven uh, can do a pretty adequate job against the run and that'll allow our secondary to really really focus on, on doing what they whatever they can do to try to slow down uh, some of those uh primary weapons on this chief's offense
1: yeah no i'm with you and i i think that uh, our defensive line can control the line of scrimmage against this chief's offensive line I, I just do. I, um, you're right. I don't think they're gelling yet. They've got some good individual talent, but they're, you know, these guys haven't played a lot of football together. An offensive line, some of the best offensive lines in this league don't have five stud superstars. What they have is they have guys that play well together. And I think that these guys are still trying to figure it out. Dean Lowry's had a, a renaissance so far. He's pass rushing in a way that I've never seen him. He's always been an okay run stopper, but right now his pass rush has been through the roof. Kenny Clark's been Kenny Clark. Um, I think we can get after it this week. I think Rashad Gary can get after it this week too against Mahomes. I I just I think that we can out physical this Chiefs offense. I think that dare I say they're playing and they could win this game, Wags. But they're they're um they're playing a little bit right now on reputation, and I don't think they're quite as good as they've been the last couple years. This might be a bit of a down year for them. Um, they they've missed on a couple drafts. Frankly, they remind me a little bit of the like twenty you know a couple years in there of the packers between 2011 and 2020 there's a couple of years we were like they're good but they're they're missing a couple of things here or there so um you know just just kind of judging it on that i think that there's opportunity for this packers team to take control uh, especially in how physical this chiefs team i just like the physicality of our defense right now
0: yeah and what have you seen so far Speaking of some of our edge rushers, sounds like Preston Smith is feeling, he said he's, his oblique, fully healthy, yeah. uh, not an issue anymore at this point. Um, and then uh, Whitney Merciless, uh, he doesn't have any sacks yet, I believe, but uh, has gotten uh, six or seven quarterback yeah. pressures already in the two games since he's been on the team. Uh, and then Gary's just been doing Gary things. So, um you know is this a week that uh, those three guys could could really cause some problem uh, feels for Patrick like it. Mahomes yeah kind of feels yeah. like
1: it it really does I, I think that they can be disruptive against mahomes in this offensive line
0: yeah for sure so and if they're able to do that that's that's significant um so we'll see uh, the thing is is you can't stop uh you'll be like trying to complete a, a ball, like falling down with the ball, you know, half a yard o- off right. of the ground. So um, you, you've got to keep focus all the way to the whistle uh, whenever you're trying to close on, on those plays. So, Dane, I think it, that pretty much does it on the defense. So let's take a look then at our X-Factors. Yeah, let's um, do it. Oh, <laughs> you know what? I'll let you lead off. I, I, it might seem compulsory, but it, it, can we just call Jordan Love our X factor He that's has to be. He offense. has to be. I, mean, I don't know how, how he can not be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I'll let you just kind of fill in on that because, you know, we could look at different guys, but it's it, I just don't see how we could get around that. And there's that's not a bad thing, by the way, that we've got the same guy, but
1: it's got to be Jordan Love, right? It's got to be Jordan Love. I mean, if Jordan goes out and balls... I mean, of course, he's the X factor. If Jordan goes out and lays a goose egg, of course, he's the X factor. Um, more more than, uh, you know, normal, I think this quarterback position, this is the first start of this young man's career. And, um, you know, it, it's really, I think, things are going to go based on what he does. And, Weggs, even if he ends up with, you know, 160 yards passing but takes care of the football, that's an X factor. Right. If the Packers just run the heck out of the ball, control the, control the clock and Jordan Love just plays within himself. Um, that's an X factor too, because he's not turning the ball over. So I don't see a scenario this week where it's not really kind of on Jordan Love a little bit, even if he doesn't have major stats. So he's got to be the X factor on offense. For sure.
0: Um, looking over at the defensive side of the ball. Zool had his moment last week. And I'm looking for another newcomer to have a moment this week. Yeah. I'm going to go with Whitney Merciless to be an X Factor. I think he's going to get a forced fumble and a sack this week. Um And this is a guy, I'm actually really excited that the Packers have him. I didn't know how much he'd have in the tank. And we saw Jalen Smith, you know, just didn't have anything in the tank. Packers already let him go. I think Whitney Merciless, he's got something left in the tank. And I think he's going to have a moment. And mm-hmm. it just feels like maybe this is the week that he has that moment, and all of a sudden uh, it's like, whoa, did they really just pick this guy off the scrap heap? Yeah. And uh, he's getting in there and having a huge impact play uh, to help this defense uh, against uh, Kansas City on the road. Uh, so I'm going to go with Whitney Merciless as my X Factor. I'm not going to try to predict a full box score, mm-hmm. but I am going for a strip fumble um, and a sack from Whitney Merciless this week. Great choice. I'm
1: going with Rashawn Gary. Same same idea. I mean, he's just going to get after the quarterback. I think we're going to put pressure on Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes is going to make some mistakes. There might be a fumble from Mahomes. Uh, they might be punching the ball out. I think that um, Barry and this defensive staff has been really smart to limit uh, Rashawn Gary a little bit on first and second down, uh, and allow for him to get after it a little bit more on third down. Wags, you can see Rashawn and merciless are feeding off each other with their some of their quarterback pressures. They like playing well together. It's so exciting to watch them. Preston Smith's there. There's whispers that Zaydares Smith. Could maybe be back sometime this year. It's a very exciting time for the pass rushers, but for this week, Rashad, Gary, um, because I think he's going to be monster again this week. I think he's going to be in that Chiefs uh, offensive backfield an awful lot.
0: I do love it. All right, so score prediction. Folks that are watching, if you've got predictions on the outcome of this game, go ahead and put it in the chat. Um, I'm going to wind this off first. Yeah. Uh, Dane, I got to tell you, the other day, I was uh, not feeling very optimistic, but the more I look at this game, the more I talk about it, I'm just going to go crazy on this one. I think the Packers jump out ahead. I think they come out like gangbusters in this game. I really do. I don't know why. It's just a gut feeling. I think uh, Jordan connects on a long pass uh, in, in one of the first few series, and I think the Packers go into half. I had uh, by, by a couple of scores. Uh, it's going to get tight. In the second half, uh, I do think that this Chiefs team struggles or not is going to look at this as a marquee game against a marquee opponent. And I think they're going to be doing everything they can uh, to get things going. Um, I've got the final, the Packers hanging on, thirty-four to thirty, and c- coming out of Kansas City with a win. They're approved to eight and one.
1: I love it. I love it. I'll take that. Wags, come, come on, man. If if Jay Love is able to help get 34 up there for this Packer offense, I'm going to be dancing in the streets on Sunday night. Uh, I love that. Um, listen, I got the Packers winning too. Come on, man. I think Jordan Love's going to come out. He's going to sling the ball. It's going to be lower scoring, I think, uh, from, from what you have. Um, I think, uh, it's going to be, I think it's going to be like 24 to 20. The Packers win this game, um, and it's going to be close. Uh, it's going to be one of those, you know, uh, cardiac pack type games. But Jordan Love's going to going to put this team on his shoulders a little bit. He's going to throw a couple touchdowns. Aaron Jones going to run one in, maybe two. But I think Jordan Love's going to have a couple touchdown passes in this game, and uh, he might not look like the All Pro Jordan Love, but I think he's going to look like ooh. This young guy's got a little something in the tank here with that arm. I think he's going to show off the arm. It's not going to be a perfect game. He might give that ball back to Kansas City once or twice as well. Um, he might make some of those young man airs, some of those Brett Favre-style errors, because uh, he plays a little bit like the gunslinger. He's got some gunslinger in her, uh, in him, but I think he's going to be able to fit that ball in some tight spots, and uh, he's going to do enough to help this Packers team win. I think late in the game, the Packers defense is going to come up and get that turnover uh, that, that we're talking about from the homes. Packers win 24-20. to I love it. So almost exact same score as against the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've got a couple of guys
0: that are putting their names on it too. Yeah, Lee says 27 23 Packers. John's John. got 35 24. Love this so confidence. We, we've, we've got, we've got some, some, some other predictions are putting their name on it. Everyone's got the Packers winning. I love the optimism love out there. Uh, that's, that's why we love you as mm-hmm. listeners. Uh, we, we, we've got, uh, I think the optimistic side of the fan base that follows us, Dan. So yeah, I I'm I'm ha- I'm I'm very happy to have that. Um, Dane, any other closing thoughts? Um, about this game before we sign off here tonight?
1: No. Shout out to Patrick Taylor, friend of the podcast, has been signed to the active roster, running back. Proud of him, excited for him. It's going to be exciting to see him out there. Might be returning kicks this week for all we know, uh, with uh, Kylan Hill going down. So excited for him uh, and uh, just excited for Sunday. Um, it's not how we wanted it. Uh, obviously, we'd prefer Aaron Rodgers to be out there this week. But um, next man up, we play what we've got in front of us, and it's a good chance for Jordan Love to get up there and for this team to rally around him. All right. So, folks, thanks so much for listening. Be legendary and as
0: always, go pack go, go. Back, baby, I know we gonna go hard. We been that team ever since Bart star All my cheese heads go pack go. Ain't sure with no mercy cutting no slack, no. I ain't the best sport and I'll even wish you good luck. Only thing I will say